Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Money Wise with Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group, your financial and retirement guide. Folks, I absolutely have so much respect for this gentleman. The mission, by the way, of USA Wealth is to help you protect your family and protect your money. What a great logo to live by, Ray. Good Sunday morning to you. Good Sunday morning to you, Phil. And ladies and gentlemen, good Sunday morning to you on this Thanksgiving weekend. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. It's a really interesting time of year, Phil, you know, because we're celebrating Thanksgiving. We all have feelings of gratitude. We want to help others. And yet, combined with that at the same time, we have to be concerned about protecting our family and terrorism. And it's a sad state of affairs. Um, I wish we had some stronger leadership sometimes in this country for standing up to uh, things that need to be stood up to. But we'll talk about that a little bit. We won't talk about politics. We don't talk about politics on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly we talk about how we at USA Wealth Group can help you protect your family and protect your money. Two very, very important things. So first thing I'd like to do this morning is to say hello to one of my favorite people in the world. Besides you, of course, Phil. (laughs) And that's my son, Peter Lance. Welcome, Peter. Good morning, and good morning, everyone. Good morning. And Peter, uh, Semper Fidelis, Semper Fi. To you as well. We just recently celebrated the Marine Corps birthday as well. So we've got a lot to talk about this morning. I want to talk about gratitude. One of the things that I'm doing in my church right now is I've uh, volunteered uh, to help with the stewardship campaign. Oh, yeah. And so I had to explain what stewardship means. Well, steward means taking care of things. You need to be a good steward of your money. You need to be a good steward of things that are important to you. And that's the definition of stewardship. So I'm helping to do that. And it's a kind of an interesting experience. I thought I'd like to start out today, ladies and gentlemen, by just saying a few things about Thanksgiving because this is Thanksgiving weekend. This is not Black Friday weekend. This is Thanksgiving weekend, and um, gratitude can transform common days into Thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. A gentleman named William Arthur Ward said that. And Henry David Thoreau from Massachusetts, uh, who um, lived on Walden Pond for, in Concord for a number of years, he wrote, I am grateful for what I am and have. My thanksgiving is perpetual. Oh. Henry David Thoreau said that. He lives thanksgiving every day. And even Al Green said, I'm thankful for every moment. I love his voice. Yes. (laughs) He has a great voice. And then a gentleman named Jim Davis said, vegetables are a must on a diet. I suggest carrot cake, zucchini bread, and pumpkin pie. <laughs> that, that was sort of in keeping with a the Thanksgiving theme. What do you think, Peter? Oh, I just love your quotes. I've missed them so. How about football? Do you think football is associated with Thanksgiving and Always. Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, of course. Uh, you know, you're talking about protecting. I wish the offensive line would protect Tom Brady after... Last week's game, he's got a big one tonight, and I think I'm in the minority, but I wish that they would sit all the starters tonight. Hmm, that's very interesting. I don't really care yes. about a perfect season. I want to get everybody healthy and keep Tom Brady protected and go for another ring, not a not a perfect season. Well, that's an interesting approach, but uh, 
But yes, football is definitely very important to me on Thanksgiving. Not as important as reflecting and being very thankful for what I have. You know, you both can be very proud. You're both uh, Dartmouth residents, and you're Indians. Two years in a row. Wow. What a tremendous achievement this is for the Dartmouth Indians. Yes, it's it's incredible what they've done. They they deserve everything they're doing, and uh, we're thrilled to watch them, aren't we? Yes. Everybody from this area is thrilled to watch them. Absolutely. And, of course, the uh, band a couple of weeks ago was in the national uh, finals down in New Jersey, and they came in second place overall in the drum line, and I believe the color guard. I'm not sure. I know the drum line came in first. Drum line came in first in their yeah. division. And the, the band as a whole came in second place. Now, you were in the drum line a long time ago, weren't you, Pete? A long time ago. Were you? That's awesome. At uh, Dartmouth High School. Yeah. And what did you play in the drum line, Pete? The bass drum. The great big drum. Yeah. And, um, I had no idea. That's yeah. neat. It's, it's been an award-winning drum line for years and years, and they're just great fun to watch. You could sit and watch them for a long time. Yes. Tom Monks is the um, drum instructor, and he's just done so much with the entire program and he's actually all the way down into the elementary school level and bringing them up mm-hmm. so by the time they come up to the high school level they're better than most you know college drum lines you know he has symbols that are named after him i didn't know that yeah 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 they, he's internationally known we're very lucky to have him hmm. absolutely i didn't know that either peter well you know speaking of football uh, last week's game against buffalo uh, coached by Rex Ryan. Did you hear the call by Tom Brady, one of his calls? Did which, you hear that? Which one? Phil? No. Which one? Tell him, Pete. I was watching that game last week and with my son, uh, Nathan, who's 12, and he just is so passionate about football, and he caught it before I did. Tom Brady came to the line and called an audible. You know, that's where you change the play. And he is, of course, allowed to do that because he's Tom Brady. So he saw something he didn't like, and he changed the play to a play that was called Rex Ryan. So all of a sudden he comes to the line and he says, Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan. <laughs> he said it three times. They replayed it on the national news. It was really hysterical. <laughs> I heard him calling out some other names. He, he put in Phil there. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they asked Rex Ryan later what he thought of Tom Brady calling a play that was named yeah. the Rex Ryan play. And he says, well, I guess he must like me. <laughs> now, Peter, have you ever heard them yell out there, their you know calls before the snap of the football. What oh, yeah. they say. Yep. Some of them are so intriguing. I thought he said uh, Coach Belichick and on one of them. You know, like, hmm, Belichick, I... Belichick, Phil, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. There's a lot going on. You know, psychologically, it, I guess it affects everyone. Oh, sure it does. Well, have you ever heard of uh, Irma Bombach? Sure, great writer. Uh, Beck actually, it's pronounced. Uh, she said, Thanksgiving dinners take 18 hours to prepare. They're consumed in 12 minutes. Halftimes take 12 minutes. This is not coincidence. <laughs> that is funny. Well, my wife posted something on her Facebook page a week ago and said, Thanksgiving is so great, I get to cook a 12-course meal so my son will eat a buttered roll. <laughs> Well, I'm going to give you one more Thanksgiving quote, and then we're going to pass on to some other more more serious topics. So this is by a gentleman named Kevin James, who said, Thanksgiving, man, not a good day to be in my pants. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) 
Well, let's go on and talk about our topics today. We're going to talk about two things primarily, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about some money-saving tips, and then we're going to switch to a little bit more uh, sobering topic, which is how to protect yourself against terrorism. And what are some of the things that you might want to think about doing to be watchful? The most important thing, obviously, is to be vigilant. You need to be aware of your surroundings sure. at all times. But there are some other specific things that you can do. And by the way, I'd like to mention, in keeping with this season, Pete, that um, um, you and I both served in the United States Marine Corps Reserves. And during that time, we actively participated in the Toys for Tots campaign. Uh, it's very, very important Way back in my day, when we did this, we actually took in all kinds of toys, including used toys. That's right. And we would get together, um, and we would actually help repair toys yeah. and paint things. Now, today, in more keeping with what's going on, if you would like to make a donation to make somebody's Christmas meaningful, who may not have anything, and there are too many people uh, who have needs in our community, donate an unwrapped new toy the Toys for Tots. There are a number of collection stations around the area. There's one at Hawthorne Medical. I'm not sure where that is, but we also have a Toys for Tots collection center at our office, 352 Fonts Corner Road. Mm -hmm. They'll also pick up, I mean, I know that anybody associated with Toys for Tots will be happy to pick up uh, any toys that you have to donate. Again, they have to be new and unwrapped, uh, and I would be happy to go and pick up anything if you are unable to get out of the house or uh, don't want to make a trip to our office. So it's a well, good a lot, thing to do. Yeah, how, a lot, how would a lot they get a hold of you, Pete? Uh, you can give my office a call, 508-858-0555. Yeah. So do something for somebody. There's Quarters for Christmas, sponsored by WBSM. Uh, very important. There are so many people in need this time of year, this, this time of the year. Yeah. Um, do something to help families. somebody else. Yeah. The Nadius Family Fund, yep. Right. And we were actually talking on the way over here that, uh, you know, it's usually the people who have less who donate more. Hmm. And we really see that, especially when we do the Marine Corps League fundraisers. The uh, stores where people who might not have as much money tend to shop uh, usually uh, take in a lot more donations than right. those other locations that we... we um, have stands out front. So it's a good thing to see that the people who don't have as much really go out of their way to do as much as they can for those that are even needier. And on the flip side of that, this past week, a philanthropist in New York City went into a toy store and bought the whole entire toy store out. Wow. And gave all of those toys to the children in New York City through the uh, child and families. That's Isn't that excellent. amazing. I, I wish I could remember the football player's name. There's one football player who every year in December goes and buys like $20,000 worth of toys and donates it all to uh, Toys for Tots. I wish I could remember his name. Yep. There are wonderful things to do. Um, I've actually purchased some toys uh, myself to put into the Toys for Tots collection box just to get it started. So hopefully other people will do that. If you'd like to make a donation to Toys for Tots, find a Toys for Tots collection center near you. Or call Peter or call me, and uh, we'll be happy to pick them up. Uh, do something to make a young child's Christmas and holiday season much more important, now much more meaningful. Is your number different from Peter's? Of course. My number is 508-998-8858. And we'll be happy to pick them up as long as you're not listening online 
and live in you know upstate New York or something. <laughs> right. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see us right now because we're talking on the radio, but we That's all have thing. the reddest faces you've ever seen in your life because it's got to be 90 degrees in the studio Did today. Did you notice that? <laughs> I just looked up. I said, where is all this heat coming from? Holy schmoly. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to be glad to uh, finish this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to give you a quotation about gratitude, Phil, yes. from... Uh, Stop a, taking your shirt off. It's not that hot. <laughs> no, a famous Greek, yeah, but I chose this day to wear a flannel shirt, unfortunately. <laughs> ah. uh, Epictetus, Greek oh, philosopher, yes. talking about gratitude, wrote, He is a man of sense who does not grieve for what he has not, but rejoices in what he has. I love that. Yep. I'll give you one more quotation on gratitude, and then we're going to talk about some money-saving tips. This is from uh, Yogi Berra who said, I want to thank everybody who made this day necessary. <laughs> he always had an interesting way of putting words, didn't he? Oh, I know it. <laughs> he got his him. words wixed. Well, I think Thanksgiving is really that one day a year where people do step back and reflect and enjoy family. Yes, there's football involved and there's food involved, but you know, there's so many things that, distract you especially in today's world with social media and you know you've got holiday decorations in stores before you know thanks uh before uh, uh halloween is over you've got christmas lights and decorations and and things in the stores so it's it's nice to not have that distraction on thanksgiving and really enjoy some peace with your family well family time if you can absolutely well let's talk about some money saving tips this morning and um, let's talk about how we can save some money. For one thing, make a weekly money date. Sit down with yourself or sit down with a spouse if you're married and talk about what, what's your budget, what are you spending. Oh, thank you. Let's get some air in here. I think they're trying to melt us this morning, <laughs> melt my brain. But have a money date. Uh, one of the things we've talked about so many times on the radio show as a general proposition, is make sure you have a budget. If you don't have a budget, we've got some excellent budget forms. We can mail it to you. Uh, we can probably even email it to you if you have an email address. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. A, budge, a budget's a roadmap. It is, and with that, I'd like to challenge everyone that's listening. Uh, if you are check-to-check check or sometimes even worse, um, or even if you're just not 100% sure of where your money's going, Get one of those little mini notepads and write down every single thing that you spend every single day for a week. And you'd be surprised because it does add up. You know, you might not think that Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks adds up or that newspaper and uh, a soda that you put on the debit card at the, uh, the uh, gas station up the road. Um, write it all down and you'd be surprised at how much extra money you're spending every week and every month and every year. Well, it's all about planning. Um, budgeting is about planning. As I said, if you don't have a budget, you don't have a roadmap for your finances. But do the same thing when it comes for um, meals for your week. Take the time to think about what are you going to eat during the week and don't wait until the last minute and say, oh, I'll just go out and grab something or take out something. If you do that, you're spending more money than you need to. Um, cut out your cable. There are a lot of alternatives to expensive cable today. And I'm sure the cable company doesn't like my saying this, but, gee, if you have a computer at all, uh, look into Netflix, look into Amazon Prime, 
get rid of the HBO perhaps on your uh, cable service and you can get movies that you want to see on Netflix much cheaper, like 7 or $8 a month for unlimited number of movies. Well, I, I tend to agree with some of that line of thinking, uh, except that I would never watch movies or TV on my computer. Uh, but most TVs nowadays, if they've been purchased within the last few years, are smart TVs and they have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and you know all those type of capabilities. So we watch uh, Netflix and Hulu all the time on our smart TV, mm-hmm. and all you need is to have you know a Wi-Fi. Okay. So you don't need to have the cable TV. You can watch every show out there on those two services alone. And by the way, you can still have cable. You can have basic cable services, but you don't need all the expensive add-ons if you simply pick up one or two of these other services. You can save a lot of money every week. It's worth looking at. We have information in the office we can provide if somebody wants to know how to do that. My family is guilty of the second uh, money-saving tip, and that is to have a plan every week for food. Um, my wife and I both work and don't get home until 6, 6.30, and so I'd say more than half of the week we order takeout. Yeah. Because yeah. by the time we get home and we've got three kids and just it's chaos, so mm-hmm. we end up just saying, I don't feel like cooking tonight or we don't have the time, everybody's yeah. hungry. Exactly. Um, we need to be more... Um, aware of what we're doing with our sure. food spending and, and create a plan. Well, that means sitting down and say, okay, what are we going to do Monday through Friday or whatever it happens to be? Make a plan. Um, have a potluck dinner. Um, have a small group of people. If you're going to go to somebody's house, like you know Jen's parents' house, for example, for dinner, bring dishes. Have everybody contribute a dish. It's less expensive for everybody. Um, Look into making coffee at home, and it's, as you said, it's much cheaper today. You can get uh, styrofoam cups or paper cups to go. Uh, You can get the covers for them. You can buy them in the supermarket or BJ's or any of those places. Then you get the coffee pods, and some of them are excellent tasting. So instead of swinging through a drive-thru to get your cup of coffee in the morning, make the cup of coffee before you leave and bring it with you. Save some time as well when you do that. Yep, absolutely. That's uh, one of the things that I try to talk to my wife about all the time because she is a Dunkin' Donuts um, addict. I mean, she's there <laughs> every single morning, and good if coffee. you know, once or twice a week, I will go and pick it up for her before she leaves the house. And as I'm on my way out the door to go pick up her coffee, you know, one of the kids is saying, "I want this donut," and somebody else is saying, "I want this sandwich," and it's just it gets to be ridiculous. Sure, you spend a lot of money doing that. There's nobody on this planet that's cheaper than my wife. <laughs> Is she listening? Probably. She does sometimes. <laughs> I would say more frugal. Frugal. Cheaper frugal is a good word. Right. <laughs> I love you, Tenny. <laughs> Both of you, you're going to be punished. <laughs> no, but she goes off to church in the morning, and she makes. She has to go early for a choir practice. She makes a cup of coffee instead of doing you know, a drive through thing. Yeah. And she puts the cover on it, and she goes into her car, and... She is. She's, she's frugal. She's very frugal, frugal except for when she somehow winds up at Christmas tree shop and and the car is full of junk. So, but, all right. So <laughs> let's say you save this money on whatever. It's it. That is the key, though, is saving it and not spending it elsewhere. Well, exactly. And what you have to do is um, spare change. I've mentioned spare change before. I know this sounds stupid. No, it's not. I take all the spare change at the end of a day out of my pocket, and it goes into a little plastic thing. I must have learned that from you because I do the same thing, and every sure. two months or so I'll go, and there's you know 40 or $50 worth of change. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'll do it. I, I cashed in like $115 of coins. Nice. Bring it to Bay Coast Bank. They've got machines. They and do. that's actually something that I wasn't aware of because at one point banks were no longer taking change and you had to go and you know either wrap the coins yourself or go to a Coinstar machine at the Stop and Shop or other places and they charge a fee to do that. Um, most banks nowadays have the coin machines now and will just you know collect it and give you the cash. Um, one of the tips that I like here is uh, wait 48 hours before you click buy. Uh, so if there's something that you're really excited and interested about, we are, we are in a, a society today where, you know, everything is immediate and now, 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 I want it now, now, now. Um, so if there's an item that you're looking about uh, purchasing, thinking about, wait 48 hours before you actually go and, and buy it or, you know, hit submit and click buy it now online. Good idea. But Baycus has a good service. They'll take your coins. You can do it yourself. It's Didn't a self-service. Prints out a little receipt, take the receipt up to the teller, and they give you the Yeah, paper. don't go to the Coinstar places. I was doing that for a while. Yeah, this is good news to know. And um, one of the things that some banks do, I'm not sure if your bank will do it or not. I know that um, our bank account has something called the Keep the Change program. And mm -hmm. so if you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you get a cup of coffee for $2.50, yep. they'll round it up automatically to $3 and put that $0.50 cents into a savings account. Yep. Oh. And I'd say once a month, you know, you can transfer the funds over into your checking account, and it adds up quite a bit. I mean, sometimes you'll go in there, and you'll see that it's $100 worth of change rounded up a month, and, it, you know, you can add it to your bank account, and it's a nice little surprise. We'll have a budget also at holiday time for gift-giving. Make sure you're not going to just go in and just start buying things. Know exactly what you're going to get. Have a budget for it, and stick to your budget. Uh, it's the gift that counts, not the numbers of gifts that counts. Right. And we've talked about this many times in the past. This is not uh, a money-saving tip, but one thing to just always keep in mind is pay yourself first. Yep. You will find a way to pay your bills, but you need to figure out how to set aside. I don't care if it's $5 a paycheck. You need to set aside something for yourself, for your savings, for your retirement. So pay yourself first, and then you'll figure out how to pay the rest of your bills. Well, we have a very poor savings history in this country. Very, very poor. People don't have the discipline to save. There's one significant exception in our community. Did you know that as an ethnic group, the Portuguese population are the thriftiest, that's the word I was looking for when I was talking about Tenny, not cheap, but thriftiest. <laughs> they have the, about one of the highest savings rate sure. for any group in the country. So congratulations yes. if you are of Portuguese nationality extraction you have a good, strong sense of discipline and the importance of savings. Indeed. There's not many Portuguese people in this area. 60%. <laughs> yes. One of the tips that I uh, use all the time, and uh, you may not be very tech-savvy or computer-savvy. If, um, if you are not, I'm certain that one of your uh, children, grandchildren, nephews, nieces, somebody out there can help you. I use YouTube mm -hmm. all the time to try to figure out how to fix something, how to repair something, how to make something, um, instead of having to go out and buy it or pay somebody to repair it or, or whatever. Um, and my wife uses Pinterest all the time mm. to figure out how to um, make a new recipe or how to make a gift for someone instead of going out and buying it. So sure. that's a great money saving it's tip. It's much more meaningful. We have a friend who lives in Dartmouth who makes her own Christmas cards every year. Um, yeah if you're listening, attorney Sarah O'Leary. And they're wonderful. We actually collect them, and we put them on our refrigerator. What do they look like? 
Well, she'll take and do a little cutout of uh, a Labrador retriever, for example, with little, little puffy, fuzzy things on it, and they're wonderful. She's very artistic. So take the t- it's much more meaningful oh. to get something like that than to get yeah. a 3 or $4 card. Yeah. So, sure, be creative. Make something. Um, these are just some tips. One tip that I've always liked in the past is freeze your credit cards. If you have credit cards that you've paid down, you paid off, and you don't want to be tempted to use them again, put them in a little plastic container, fill it with water, and stick it in your freezer. Now it's going to be much more difficult to get at that credit card. Mm. Well, we're going to come right back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about um, how to protect yourself in this age of terrorism, how to protect your family. There's nothing more important than protecting your family. We've Freeze got lots your credit of cards, huh? Yep, free, absolutely freeze them. I think you this, haven't heard that before? I think this heat has melted your brain. No, literally <laughs> freeze them. <laughs> literally, literally freeze them. Gosh, you, I've used that tip before many times. Like frozen assets. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you have an emergency, you've got to chop it out, you know? Well, we're going to come right back and talk about... Do you do that? I want to I check your freezer the next time I go over to your no, house. Don't cut them up. <laughs> you know, you'll probably take it out and melt it. <laughs> No, we'll be right back. We are going to talk about something serious, which is protecting your family, especially with terrorism and so forth. But you're listening to Money Wise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group every week. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We've got so many things we can do to help you protect your family. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again so much for listening to Money Wise every week. We have lots of ideas that we enjoy sharing with the general public, and uh, I think all of us, Peter, you and I especially, are teachers at heart. And I know you do a lot of work helping teachers, don't you, with Horace Mann Insurance Company? Yep, I do. I love the teachers. I truly do. I love working with them. And every time I work with one of them, I see just how overworked they are. They really put so much energy and effort into what they do. They're very dedicated. Well, Peter is the agent in our area for Horace Mann Life Insurance Company, and he does a lot of work with uh, teachers in particular, but the general public as well. And you help people with setting up retirement accounts, Pete. Uh, teachers, you help with their 403B accounts, which can help supplement their regular teacher's pension. Uh, even teachers who have state pensions uh, to live on when they retire, they also need to save additional money, don't they? Of course. Everybody needs to save money. If you're looking to have any kind of lifestyle that you're living now in retirement, uh, you need to have a retirement plan. You need to be setting money aside for your retirement. But You're it is supposed f- to enjoy your retirement, not sit there worrying about money. So It is a fact also, unfortunately, that most people don't have a real uh, safety net. Um, take life insurance, for example. Life insurance can be really, really important to help people. And yet, only 51% of Americans even own life insurance. Uh, 14% of Americans say they don't own insurance because they just don't know enough about it. Uh, 18% of Americans today are putting off retirement because they can't afford it. They're working longer. It's like 50% of this country that doesn't have life insurance, and like 60% of those people know that they should have it and don't have any and a lot of people either don't like to think about it or don't want to take the time to do it and it really is a lot less painful than people think and a lot less expensive uh, especially if you're looking to just protect um, 
your spouse or your children for a, you know, a certain time period, you can go with term insurance, which is much less money. Mm-hmm. But life insurance is very much of a, a safety net, and a lot of people don't even realize that you can use life insurance to pay off debts. You can use life insurance to pay off a mortgage on your house, for example. Banks used to sell it. Every time you did a mortgage with a bank, they would say, would you like to buy term credit life insurance so that if something happens to you, your mortgage is paid off? I've had a few people in the past year who have reached out to me and asked if they could either get life insurance for themselves or for a a parent who, you know, was passing away fairly soon. And unfortunately, at that time, you can't get it. And now they're scrambling. Literally, this one person in particular was trying to figure out how they were going to pay for uh, her father's funeral after he was gone. And he had no life insurance. Well, we ought to think about life insurance and sort of some minimal requirements. Um, if you don't have a life insurance to pay for a funeral, you're going to be scrambling, borrowing money, going into debt, or doing other things that you don't want to do. And that's the last thing you want to be doing uh, You know, with the loss of a loved one is trying to figure out how to pay for that and adding more stress and angst to an already very difficult situation. I like the word angst. That's a good word. I don't think that mom likes the word cheap. No, she's thrifty and frugal <laughs> and smart and very bright. <laughs> he's trying He's trying to make up he for is it. He's trying. <laughs> well, um, sometimes people have too much money, believe it or not, and they have to take money out of their IRA accounts, and they complain, gee, I have to pay taxes on this money, and I wish I didn't have to take my money out. Well, you know, you can take that money, put aside the money for the taxes, and then you can use this money that you don't need and buy life insurance and create an even bigger legacy for your family. And the benefits are 100% tax-free. But the other important thing is you can use life insurance to help fund retirement. So let's say you put money into a life insurance policy. Well, number one, it gives you some death benefit protection in case you die or when you die. Number two, um, you can be building cash value. So let's say you go to retire, and now you've built up maybe $100,000 of life insurance uh, benefit, life insurance value, cash value. You can now borrow that money from the life insurance company, and it's not even income to you. So in some ways, it's even better than an IRA account. And you don't have to pay it back if you don't want to. It's just the death benefit will be reduced by whatever amount you take out of that cash value. You know, everybody's worried today about uh, finances. I don't care what bracket you're in. Um, a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. Um, I have people sometimes who will sit down in my office and say, I'm one of those people that lives check to check. And they're right, and they are. But um, one-third of the U.S. adult population thinks that there's a 50% chance they're going to outlive their savings. So people don't really have confidence in the future. Um, of the population thinks that there's a 100% chance they're going to run out of money and have to live with an adult child, for example. Well, as you mentioned earlier, I have um, done a lot of work with teachers, and I continue to work a lot with the teachers, and they're among very few um, people in the workforce today that have a pension. But even so, they would have to work their um, entire lives, basically, just to get their 80% pension, then they still have that 20% gap. And they're in the, you know, in the minority, which is that they have a pension or will have a pension um, when they retire. And they're still going to have a shortfall compared to what they are earning now. So they're going to have to cut back on some things in their retirement unless they plan for it. 
Um, so if you are in the workforce and you do not have a pension, you really need to figure out how to save for retirement and have a plan because Social Security is not going to take care of you 100% when you go to retire. Yeah, a quick summary of these really important rules, Peter. We're talking with uh, Peter Lance from Lance Family Agency. And by the way, if you would like to find out if you can save money on your car insurance or your homeowner's insurance, give Peter a call because about 80% of the people that he sees and does quotations on, he's able to save them some significant money on their car insurance. So, Pete, what's your telephone number and who should they talk to in your office? Uh, They can speak to either myself or Katrina, and the number is 508-858-0555. So come and talk to Peter or come and talk to uh, to me, uh, Ray Lance, and let's just give you a couple of quick uh, summary points on this. Start early saving money. Have a budget. Make sure that you do something systematically and regularly. As Peter said, pay yourself first. But if you do it regularly, regularly, regularly and save some money, you're going to be much happier and much more secure later. Especially if you're younger, do something now. Start today. Again, you know, it sounds silly, but five bucks a week, if you start setting that aside at a young age, anything it's not much, but it will add up and it will make a difference in the end. Yeah, even at this time of year, we think about uh, Christmas clubs at banks and so forth. Well, whether it's a regular savings account or a Christmas club account, if you started that January 1st, for example, for next year, when it comes next year, you've got the money set aside for purchasing your Christmas presents. And you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for it? Um, Pete and Phil, what I'd like to do is just shift gears for a minute and talk about what's happening in the world today. We saw the recent terror attacks in Paris. Um, There's all kinds of travel warnings. This is the uh, busiest travel weekend of the year, both from before Thanksgiving and end up including today and tomorrow. But we all need to be very vigilant, don't we, about our surroundings as the most important thing. And it's not paranoia. It's just being real. Uh, you know, I'm not overly uh, cautious or, again, paranoid about what's happening in today's world. But you do have to be vigilant and you do have to, you know, be aware of what's happening in your surroundings and have a plan to protect yourself and your family should anything happen. Uh, you know, back in the 60s, there was the Cuban Missile Crisis, and people were building bomb shelters and really freaking out, and nothing ever came of it. So hopefully nothing will uh, really come to these shores or hit you directly, but you do have to have a plan and be a little bit aware that something might happen that you need to be prepared for. And neither Peter nor I are what's called a doomsday prepper. You've seen some of those shows on television where people build lavish underground... Speak for yourself. I've been using a spoon to build a a fort underneath my house. You have. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> well, that would be a good place to keep your chickens, probably. <laughs> That's why I have them. They're going to, you know, they're self-sustaining eggs, ha- eggs every day. Peter has chickens. I'm waiting to see what's going to happen in the wintertime for taking care of the chickens, Pete. <laughs> it's not bad. My okay. daughter and uh, son-in-law have chickens. Do they? A yeah. lot of people have chickens. Well, actually, sure. uh, we did a show on uh, animals uh, the last few weeks. Um, one of our employees in the office uh, has 24 chickens, 14 goats. Um, she doesn't have cows or pigs. but We have seven chickens, horses. four cats, one dog, three kids. Well, um, real quick, as we were talking about pets, and I'm going to make this very quick. We talked at the first half of the show 
about Toys for Tots, and I just wanted to put it out there as a reminder, uh, or possibly if you didn't hear the first half of the show, uh, we are accepting unwrapped new toys at our office for Toys for Tots, and we would love to have um, any of your donations go to a good cause. And that's uh, sponsored by the United States Marine Corps and the United States Marine Corps Reserve, and also the Marine Corps League is very actively involved in it in uh, Greater New Bedford and also over in Somerset. And the other thing, and this will be very quick, there was a fire uh, a week ago at a uh, pet shelter in Massachusetts that killed most of the animals, and they are devastated, and they're trying to rebuild. Um, They are accepting donations up until December 18th. Uh, You can drop those off at my office as well. Basically, any kind of cat food, uh, blankets, cat litter uh, litter bags, uh, cat boxes, anything animal-related, basically, we'll accept donations at our office as well. I'll make sure that that gets up to the shelter. Good. And there will still be room to get into our office, by the way. <laughs> we'll make sure that there's still a pathway. Well, you have a truck and I have a trailer, so we'll, we'll get it done. Well, let's talk about some emergency things and the things that require just vigilance. Most important thing is make sure that you have a plan in your family for emergency communications if there should be some... Uh, a terror event or national emergency or weather emergency, whatever it has, happens to be, you need to know how to get in touch with each other. You also should have a, a meeting place, a place that you can say, if we ever have anything seriously go wrong, let's agree that we're all going to meet at this location. And we have not done that. Um, I've thought about it for years. Again, I'm not a doomsday prepper, but I'm a realist, and I have uh, you know three children and a wife that I want to protect in case anything happens. Um, So you do have to have a plan, and we need to get serious and actually make a plan because you not only have to have a meeting place, you have to have a backup meeting place in case you are not able to get to that meeting place. Well, we'll share that. I mean, I know that you're a fireman also, and we're both uh, former Marines and so forth, and so we always think about preparation and preparedness. Um, uh, You probably do the same thing I do. In fact, I know you do. I carry a certain amount of emergency supplies in my vehicle that I'm in at all times. I have blankets. I have emergency lighting devices. Uh, used to be flares, but now they're almost like strobe lights with red lights for emergency. Yeah, and that's just good common sense, uh, you know, for any event that you know you might get stranded in your vehicle. Um, if if you haven't seen it already, go to the, any magazine store. There's the one on Pope's Island. There's um, basically any grocery store or even uh, pharmacy. There's magazines that come out quarterly now. They're about $10 a piece, but pick up one and just flip through it, and you'll see all the different uh, ideas that we're talking about here in terms of uh, an emergency tote that you should keep underneath your seat in your vehicle and what you should keep at home and different plans for keeping you and your family uh, safe. I carry tow straps in my my truck. Um, I've pulled trucks out of the snow before and vehicles out of the snow because I happen to have a tow strap with me. I carry jumper cables in my vehicles, always. I have a little mini tool uh, set in my uh, Jeep, and I carry tow straps as well. I have uh, jumper cables. Uh, I have a little hatchet and a machete, you know, for you know any anything if I was yep. in need of out well, in the woods somewhere. Well, if if you're ever stopped, you say that you carry it for purposes of clearing brush because you're a brush clearer. Because otherwise Good. it's probably a weapon that you're not supposed to be carrying. Yeah, it's in the way back underneath the seat. It's not meant to be for that purpose. It's mm-hmm. meant for... But some self-defense items I think are useful. So what happens if you have kids in school? 
Do you know whether your school has an emergency plan for notifying you if the kids need to be picked up because of some emergency at the school or some emergency in your town? Do you have a disaster supply kit? Um, you might want to talk about that. I mean, I know some people call it a bug out bag that if you had to, you could throw this bag in your vehicle and leave town and it would have all kinds of emergency things in it, water, food. And again, you can pick up any magazine that talks about this and it'll tell you what you should have in that bag if you choose to do something, you know, that extreme. Um, there's also thousands of blogs and posts on Google that you can check to find out what you should have in your bug out bag if that's something that you're looking to do sure. but you just talked about something uh that i have not had a, a plan or talked about with my own children and i need to do that which is what happens if something happens in their school mm-hmm. what should they do how can they protect themselves sure. and you know how can they escape a, a dangerous well, find situation? out find out what the plan is in your school because you need to know that and you don't want to be finding it out at the last minute when there's some emergency so find out ahead of time. Talk to your PTA. Yeah, and it's not just what the school has planned, which I'm sure every school across the country has a plan in today's world with all the things that have happened, uh, but it's also what you have to teach your children and tell your children to do in case of an emergency. You yeah. ever see these evacuation signs mm-hmm. on the highway? Sure. They're not there just for, you know, they're there for a very special reason. Yes. So evacuation routes are very important to know where to evacuate, what roads to take. And imagine how crowded those roads would be. They always yep. are. I'm building well, a monster truck so I can just go over. Well, the purpose of this discussion is not to create fear in people, but to say, get prepared. Yeah. You know, you should prepare yeah. for retirement. You should prepare for your estate plan and make sure you've got a proper will or trust in place. You should prepare for emergencies in your family. Well, but, here's the thing. We've seen it, you know, Dad, over the – I've been – doing this for well over a decade now, the people who have a plan and have prepared for retirement are in wonderful shape. They can sit back and relax, and the people that haven't are really stressed out. Mm-hmm. And that goes, you know, that will be the same in, if anything should happen in an emergency type of situation with sure. terrorism or, you know, somebody goes to, whether it's domestic terrorism or from abroad, you need to have a plan. Yeah, here's here's a couple of great tips. Do you have um, a a few extra batteries in your house? You should. Um, Do you have a radio that will operate just on batteries in case the electricity goes out? Um, I make sure I do. Uh, Do you have a wind-up, crank-up radio that you can purchase from L.L. Beans for about $39? I've got one of those. What happens if your batteries run out? I open my drawer, I pull out this little crank-up battery, Mm -hmm. I give it a few cranks, and I can listen to the radio. Well, I don't think that most people are are prepared if there's a power outage. I mean, and we've had several power outages in Dartmouth over the last few months from either a car hitting a pole or from whatever reason. And instantly, you know, I have probably a dozen flashlights throughout the house, so I can grab a flashlight instantly. And, of course, if you have a smartphone, you can get a flashlight app on your phone that you should get um, just in case. Here's a tip uh, that talks not about, you know, terrorism or anything else, but um, most break-ins happen during the day. So, you know, you shouldn't be fearful that somebody's going to have a home invasion at night. But just in case, if you have a spare key for your vehicle and a high-powered flashlight, keep them beside your bed. And if you hear anything in the middle of the night, somebody trying to break in or already in the house, press the panic button on the uh, car um, 
That's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. And it will, uh, you know, alert people, and it will also scare the person. And at night, if you shine a high-powered uh, flashlight, and it's worthwhile to get one, you can get them for, you know, $20, $30 even nowadays. You shine that in somebody's eyes, it instantly blinds them, and they are totally disoriented for, you know, 10, 15 seconds at least. Mm -hmm. You want a great stocking stuffer for Christmas? If you celebrate Christmas and do stockings, for $25, you can get a little flashlight that really is about the size of the length of your fist, and it has like a serrated edge on each end, so it can be a weapon if you have to bang somebody with it. But it also has a regular high-powered digital light. If you press it once, if you press it twice, it's a strobe and it flashes. If you press it a third time, it flashes uh, SOS. Um, and, boy, if you're shining one of these strobe lights in somebody's eyes, it's really disabling yeah. to them. Where do you get something like that? There's a well. I bought this at a little gun shop that's right in Bliss Corner. You know the name of the gun shop, Pete? Uh, when you're in Bliss Corner in Dartmouth. Runs. Is it Runs? I think it is Runs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was twenty-five dollars. And I thought this is one of the smartest little devices I've ever had. I keep that in my car at all times. I keep okay. a couple of flashlights. My, in my father car. loves flashlights, and every once in a while he'll buy one for himself and he'll buy one for me. So I have. Two high-powered flashlights in my Jeep. I have flashlights all over my house, and I love it. I mean, you can't have enough of them, really. <laughs> well, I, I have to say that I like to buy some practical things when I yeah. buy little gifts at Christmas. I like the lanterns yes. that, uh, you know, during, a like you were mentioning, a blackout yeah. or an outage, those lanterns that are battery-run are wonderful. Or how yeah. do you cook? Well, if you have a little portable camp stove and a couple of small propane tanks, you could cook if you had to cook. So... A lot of preparation things that we can do. So, again, just to reiterate, we are not doomsday preppers. We're just realists, and we like to have some things, right. you know, planned out and prepared just in case. Uh, we could do more, of course. Everybody could do more. Uh, but have a plan, and if you want to get more serious into it, you know, you can certainly do that. Pass the peanut butter and jelly, Peter. Thank you. Seriously, <laughs> those are things you can pack and sustain you very for a long time. Peter and I were just talking about it on the way to the studio today. and saying, Crunch your smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Either one. <laughs> well, these magazines that I was talking about before, they have ads all throughout them for, you know, five-gallon buckets of, of food that will sustain you and a family of, you know, three children and a wife for a month. In a f all wrapped up in a five-gallon bucket. It's all this compost. You know, not compost. Compost. Com com <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. It. We're going to be eating compost <laughs> for the next month, kids. <laughs> Compacted, you know, freeze-dried stuff. <laughs> no, but do have a plan. You know, one of the things that I admire about the Mormon religion is uh, the people who practice the Mormon faith in Salt Lake City, especially in Utah, they think that you need to have a supply of food and water to sustain your family for an entire year. Wow. And they do that. And they recycle it. What they do is at the end of the year, they, they'll they take the food that hasn't been used and they'll donate it to charities and they'll replenish. And that goes obviously to the extreme, and I know that there are doomsday preppers who have well, that kind of plan in place, but certainly you should have at least a week. If we had a massive yeah. hurricane or a sure. terrorist attack and you had to shelter in place, what okay. would you do? Mm -hmm. So... But don't eat compost. You know, no. I was probably thinking about that because I saw the I saw the movie uh, The Martian. Oh yes. Recently, <laughs> yeah. and if you haven't seen that, it's a phenomenal movie, and he, he uses these little <laughs> compost packets to grow his own food on Mars. I know what to get him for Christmas. It's the old classic, Salient Green. Remember that old sure. movie? It's people. <laughs> it's, 
It's people. <laughs> How to serve men. <laughs> but one other thing you could do, and Peter mentioned this on the way uh, here this morning too, is you can get for every person in your family an individual water purifier. I mean, water is your, your most important. And it's literally like a, a glorified straw. And they are a little bit expensive, but, you know, it allows you to go and drink water from any source and it will immediately filter out everything that would be harmful to you. And make it safe. I want for Christmas a whole bunch of MREs, boxes and boxes of M- MREs. I lost my appetite. Well, we're going <laughs> to... I, I never liked those particularly, but not a bad idea. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening Uh, Today we talked about a variety of topics. We are thankful for Thanksgiving. We're thankful for the country we live in. We're thankful to you, our listeners, every single week. Stay tuned, and thank you, Peter, for being here. We'll see you again next week, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday.